Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. So this morning, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be sharing on the gospel ship life, but we're going to touch several areas. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, a while ago, the Lord ministered to my heart. He said, it is not every message that is ministered in a church that is the word of God. <laughs> the word of God isn't every message you hear. That's not the word. The word, the Bible clearly tells us what the word is. And because of my time, I won't go into the intricate details, but I will give as much definition as, as much definitions as possible and as much scriptures as possible. Praise God. So what is, when we talk about, I talked about many people have come into the church and into Christ, but not many people have come into the full knowledge of the gospel, what the gospel really is. Amen. But we thank God because this morning we're going to increase your knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the book of Acts, the best way to understand what the gospel is, is to visit the book of Acts and study it. Because uh, the book of Acts shows us what the gospel is. It's where the gospel began to be declared. I mean, as a ministry. You know, before then, of course, God has uh, God had introduced the gospel in a form. The Bible says, for example, in Galatians chapter 3, that the gospel was preached to Abraham. And somebody would ask, or one would ask, when was the gospel preached to Abraham? Uh, in the times before Jesus came, in the times before the word became flesh, the gospel was shared. God gave signs. God gave several, no, left several notes here and there in, um, in, the, in the sands of time. Praise God. Are we following here? Several notes here and there in the sands of time. Amen. So, uh, for example, um, it is impossible for anyone to come to the knowledge of, of salvation without the gospel. Alright? It is through the gospel that people get to hear what God can do for them as regards salvation. Those who came, now we can divide history into two for the sake of this discussion. The time after Christ and the time before Christ. Yeah. The time before Christ, people had to be saved too. Amen. There is only one basis for accepting mankind. That is faith in the gospel. So God had to, before Jesus came, God had to introduce the gospel to humanity so that they would have an excuse to be saved. But they were saved by faith in the future work of Christ. We are saved by faith in the finished work of Christ. So what God did take, for example, when God came to Noah and said, Noah, I want, to, I want you to build an ark. I want to save the whole world. If you look at the ark, the ark is a type and shadow of salvation. The compartments, everything, a type and shadow of, of salvation. So that was a message in which uh, that was something that Noah saw and had a, a, a glimpse at what God would do. And then when it came to Abraham, for example, the father of faith, you know, Abraham had a 
journey. Some people think that Abraham just became the father of faith in one day. He grew. Abraham grew in faith. Now, he was called. Come out of your father's house and all that to a place I will show you. So Abraham took his family and then he would, if you ask Abraham where you will go, where, Abraham, where are you going? Abraham, where are you going? Abraham said to a place I will show you. That didn't make sense. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 where he was going. He said he, what he was looking for. He was looking for a, a city whose foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was talking about Zion. When did Abraham get to know that his search was beyond something physical? God told Abraham, I'll give you a seed, a son. That son was born, Isaac. One day God told Abraham, go and sacrifice your son. So Abraham took his son, I don't know what age he was, and he took so many commentaries and so many um, thoughts on that, but he took his son. And then he was going to the mountain to go sacrifice his son. And then he went with some of the servants. The Bible tells us something that he got to a particular place. He told the servants to stop. Don't go. And then Abraham took certain articles. He took a knife. And the Bible tells us he took fire. He takes a knife and takes, a, and takes fire to the mountain. The son doesn't say anything. On that mountain, the Bible says he laid and prepared the altar, laid the son on it, and was about to kill the son. And then he heard from the bush, stop. And when he heard that, now, I want you to note, when he heard that, he stopped. And then he saw a ram, and God said, God has provided, and, and it was said to him that God had provided a sacrifice. And then Abraham had a revelation, he says, Jehovah Jireh, that on this mountain, the Lord shall provide. Provide what? A sacrifice for your sin. Why did Abraham take a sword, a, a knife, and why did Abraham take fire? Because the same was going to be required in the sacrifice of Christ. Jesus was going to be slain with nails and with a spear, representing the, the, the knife. And then the Bible says in, Revel, in Hebrews chapter 9, that the, that the Lord Jesus offered himself through the eternal spirit. In other words, if Jesus had died without the offering of the, without the offering of by the Holy Spirit, yeah. it would not have been accepted. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is that fire. Yeah. So it was in that moment that Abraham caught a revelation that there is a lamb that is to come. And so when he said Jehovah Jireh, he didn't have a revelation of a brand new house. He didn't have a revelation of a brand new car. He had a revelation of the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus that sacrificed. You keep looking through history, the, the pages of history. God kept telling them, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And so they died having faith in that which was to come. When they died having faith in that which was to come, they would go to a place called Abraham's bosom. Because of our time, I don't want to, but who is following here? Yeah. Search the scriptures yourself. You will see these things there. So they would go to a place called Abraham's bosom, bosom, bosom rather, to wait for Christ. So the Bible says in Hebrews that all these died believing, but have not obtained the promise. The promise there was not the promise for a brand new house. <laughs> the promise there actually is the promise of resurrection. 
So one day, the word became flesh. Came, walked the streets of Jerusalem, finally died. When he died, the Bible says that he who ascended was first descended. Was he who first descended. He didn't ascend before he descended. In other words, when Jesus died, he went into Hades, Abraham. Now, Hades is a place where we have Abraham's bosom and hell. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have a little? Is there a handkerchief or something? If I can. Praise God. Thank God. Praise God. I went together here. So Jesus descends there and he does three things. He does one, he does several things. But one thing I want to I want to show that Jesus did was that the Bible says that he preached to the soul there, the souls there. And then after that, he led captivity. I'm going somewhere, praise God. He led captivity captive. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew that when Jesus, the day of resurrection, when he came out of the grave, that there were other graves that were open to him. Praise God. Other graves were open to and they showed themselves to their family members. David came out and showed himself to Judah. How do you mean? Check the scriptures because of our time. I'm going somewhere. I want to lay this foundation. Amen? Praise God. After what Jesus tells them, let's meet in Galilee. So he goes to Galilee. That was the final day, 40 days after he had resurrected. And then he tells them, he says, I'm coming back. And begins to give these instructions for them. And then the Bible says he was received up by a cloud. That cloud is a cloud of witnesses. All those men that came out with him, praise God. Now, here's the point. Salvation is impossible. A man cannot receive salvation. A man cannot be saved if he hasn't heard the gospel. So what is the gospel? What is the gospel? The gospel, praise God. I like to, I like to share the gospel is that good news message. Amen. The gospel is that good news message about the person of Christ and his finished work of salvation for you. Amen. To show we are following, can we just say that together in concert? One to go. The gospel is that good news message about the person of Christ and his finished work of salvation for you. Praise God. Just follow me. I have a few minutes, but I want to share. I want to drop something because as I was coming here this morning, the Spirit of God, uh, as I was preparing, uh, the, the Spirit of God. Okay. The Spirit of God shared. Uh, the Spirit of God told me that. Um, you know, people will minister to you in such a way. Are, there's someone here, at least one person, who has trust issues. And God says he's going to restore hope in such a heart. Amen. Amen. The spirit of depression hanging around some people will leave that person yes. or those people. Amen. 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 So let's listen. As we listen to the word, we'll get. So, what is the gospel? I mentioned the gospel is that good news message about the person of Christ and his finished work of salvation for you. Amen. Now, in the book of Acts, the gospel, there are several synonyms for the gospel. Number one, it's called the word. Can someone say the word? The word. Number two, it's called the word of God. Acts 9:20, the Bible says, So mightily grew the word of God and it prevailed. Amen. 
Number three is called the word of life. Number four is called the word of salvation. Number five is called the word of the Lord. Number six is called the word of the gospel. Number seven is called the word of his grace. Now the gospel, these are the synony these are synonyms for the gospel. And it doesn't now when 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 writing when this when these men were writing the scriptures, they were not looking for fanciful words. It was the Holy Spirit who wrote these words, who put these words down through them. And when he says, for example, the word, he tells us there is no other word to listen to than the word. The definite article. He calls it, he calls it the word of the Lord. Why? Because it is the word of the master. That means no other word is governor. This word is the governor. He calls it the word of God. Telling us that this word is divine. Amen. He calls it the word of life. As a matter of fact, the angel said to Peter, he says the word of this life. Telling us that this word is the one that carries life. Then he calls it the word of his grace. Telling us that encapsulated in this word is grace. Anyone who hears it receives grace. And this one, in the name of Jesus, grace will be multiplied in this place. In the name of Jesus, grace will be multiplied in this place. In the name of Jesus, grace will be multiplied in this place. In the name of Jesus, grace will be multiplied in this place. Praise God. So when Jesus came, Jesus came to solve, I, I want to mention two major problems that Jesus came to solve. Number one, Jesus came to solve the problem of acceptance with God. Ephesians, let's go to the, the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God forevermore. Oh, glory to God. How many of you just love the word? Amen. Praise God. Ephesians, the first chapter. I want to start reading from the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, blessed, I'm reading the NKJV. In verse 3 it says, blessed be the God and the Father, or blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, praise God, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he had made us accepted in the beloved. I want you to look at this again. Look at this again, praise God. Verse 5. Having predestined us to adoption as sons, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the pleasure of his will. In other words, God was not cajoled into saving you. Salvation was the plan before you became a plan. He planned that you would be saved even before you were made. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's continue. Verse 6. The Bible now calls, and I'm saying some, he says something very interesting. It says, to the praise of the glory. It says, all this is to the praise of the glory of his what? Of his what? By which he made us accepted in the beloved. In the realm of God, there is a realm called the beloved. 
That realm was the realm that Jesus alone occupied. The Bible says Jesus, when he went to um, Jordan to get baptized, the Bible tells us that when he came out of the water, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus, in one time in history, Jesus was the only one. There was a time in history that Jesus was the only one who occupied that place. But the Bible says his eternal plan is that through Christ, you will come to that place also. The place called the Beloved. The Bible says you have been accepted in the Beloved. That means there was a time that you were not accepted. And there are a lot of people dealing the, the, the Lord told me something. He said, Life doesn't have to be as complicated as man has made it. He said the way to simplify it was through the introduction of the gospel. The gospel simplifies life. The understanding of the gospel simplifies life. The Bible says you have been accepted in the beloved. This is a good news message. There are a lot of people dealing with acceptance issues. A lot of people who's Fathers and mothers have left them. David said something. He said, when the, my father and my mother forsakes me, he says, then will the Lord take me up. And I sense in this place that the Lord is bringing people into the consciousness of his acceptance. That you are accepted not because of what you did well. Listen to me, no matter how good you plan to do, it will not change God's mind about you. You have already been accepted, not just anywhere in the beloved. The beloved is the highest realm in the realm of the spirit. The Bible tells us something. It tells us, praise God, praise God, praise God. It says these three things are by. It says faith, hope, and love. It says the greatest of them is love. Love is the greatest realm in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It says if there will be gifts, gifts will fail, tongues will fail, prophecies will cease. He says, but faith, hope, and love will abide forever. And this will abide forever because it is of the nature of God. The Bible tells us that God is a God of hope. That's why for anybody hopeless here, God is going to be introduced to you. So that your hope will be restored. God is a God of faith. That's why we have something called the faith of God. And then God is love. So when you are accepted into the beloved, you are accepted into God. And that is a realm that nothing can qualify you for by your strength. <clears throat> he doesn't beat you back to shape. He makes you a new creature. Yeah. <laughs> Something entirely new. And as you study the word of God, as you meditate on scriptures, as you think on his love, as you think of what he's done in the gospel, your mind is renewed. You know what that means? It takes the old and puts the new. So if you've been molested and abused, you suddenly look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not the molested. I'm not the abused. He gives you a new mentality. See, the gospel is God's material for transforming you. Listen, church, nothing can change you. Nothing can absolutely do this work as it should, like the gospel of Christ. And that's why I started by defining what the gospel
gospel. The gospel is not anything that sounds good. See, the gospel is not a. It is not the gospel is not a play of words or play on words. It is not grammatical construction. It's not rhyming words. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And the Lord made me understand. He said the power of God unto salvation. God has power to do several things, but for salvation, it is the gospel. If God's going to change your mind, save your mind, transform your life, he introduces the gospel. And that's why you've got to hear, not just hear well, hear right. Yes, yes. The way God created Adam was that Adam was to function by words. So take for example, the Bible tells us that when Adam had fallen, he had sinned. The Bible says God came into the garden and asked Adam, he says, where are you? By the way, Adam was not hiding because... You can't hide from God. The hiding there isn't that Adam went behind the tree. He said, God is coming. That was not it. Job tells us the kind of hiding that in his heart he hid. In other words, he tried to cover his iniquity. And David says that if you cover your iniquity, you shall not prosper. So David and, and Adam knew God was coming, but he tried to act like nothing happened. So when God says, where are you? When God asked, where are you, Adam? He was asking a question of heart. What am I talking to here? Some people try to do wrong and cover it. But God doesn't, God is not oblivious to your wrong. That's, it. That's why mercy is not an overlooking of sin. It is pardon. It is the acknowledgement that this one has done wrong, but I have chosen. You know why mercy is so great? It is so great because he is aware of what we did. And he knows the tendencies of what we can do. And still chooses to accept us. You know why the acceptance of God is different from the acceptance of your parents? Or the acceptance of certain people that you feel that you want to... See, listen to me, church. Stop trying to live for people. Live for God. Because he's the only one, he's the only one that will love you regardless of the mess. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going, I'm going to share with us a certain parable Jesus shared, but who is following me here? So Jesus came to deal with a problem of acceptance. Some of you don't accept yourself. Or certain Christians that some people, so man, man, just after Adam sinned, man beat himself blue black. So I was saying, Adam was hiding from God, but it was a, a thing of the heart. It was a thing of the heart. And then, then God came and said, Abraham, he said, he said, why are you hiding? And he said, I, when we heard your your the voice, the your voice walking, we heard, we heed. He said, and he said, why? He says, because we were naked. And God said, Who told you? He didn't say who showed you. Meaning, man functions by words. The quality of your life will be dependent on what you hear. Because man is a faith man. He functions, he's a spirit. He functions by belief. You are a composition of belief systems. That's why in the gospel, he changes that. He gives you the right words. 
He tells you you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what you can do or what you cannot do. I have made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He tells you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He tells you you are a champion. It changes your mind. God isn't trying to change you by putting more money in your pockets. God is changing you by putting his word in your spirit. As we behold us in the mirror of the glory of God, we are being changed from one level of glory to another, even as by the spirit, not your new year resolutions. It is the spirit that changes, not your resolutions. So if you come to the word, you know why it's called acceptance? Come as you are. But if you stay, you will not remain the way you came. <laughs> Who heard that? Yes, it's God accepted in the beloved. That means I know you. I know where you're coming from. I know what you can do, but come. Now come the way you are. Don't try to hide anything from God. Don't play games with Him. Don't play games with Him. And that's why I know by the Spirit that God is raising the tribe to be a cultural influencer in this age. Amen. People who penetrate the systems of the world without even the devil knowing it. Because there's a move of the spirit in this age. It is called, it is an infiltrating move. <laughs> Something that happens silently. But by the time it grows, it becomes the biggest in the field. So the devil comes and says, how did this come into being? He didn't know when you snuck in. Yeah. Amen. You know why? The devil doesn't fully understand. He knows the potency of the gospel. You don't really, see, some of you think the devil, you know, we've had certain adages. The devil is so powerful, but he has no de The devil's got no power. The Bible tells us Jesus got all the power now. He says, All power in heaven and earth. Is that how the devil is lying or Jesus is lying? So the devil is lying. He says, All power in heaven and earth is going to be given unto me. So he's got all the power. And he who's got all the power tells us. It tells us, and what it tells us is what we believe. Somebody say, I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't even matter what you do tomorrow because, listen, now, the problem, the, the, the issue now is that people say, Pastor, if you think, I, I, was, on, I, I, was, I was driving one day and I, was, I tuned into the radio, uh, to a radio station, and then I heard somebody over the, on the radio talking to the, um, uh, the presenter and said, Please help us tell our parents to warn their children and tell the parents to stop telling them God will forgive them. Because each time they hear God will forgive them, it gives them license to do wrong. He doesn't know this kind of God. Mercy is so powerful. The more you know it, the more it stops you. The revelation of mercy stops you. It holds you in your seat. Should we check a scripture? So the more you hear of grace, the more you are enabled to walk in it. The more you hear you are forgiving, the more you realize that you are a worshiper. Can I show you something in scripture? Somebody's mind is being changed in this place. Luke 7 verse 36. Are we there? If you are there, say amen, please. Amen. 
Luke 7, 36, the Bible says, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. Now this is Jesus. And he went to the Pharisee's house. Jesus was invited to eat, with, um, to have, have lunch or dinner, or just come have a good time. And then he went and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. The Bible tells us she was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he be, if he were a prophet, would know, will know who, who and what manner of woman of this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. By the way, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come to save the righteous. Listen, what, what I'm sharing this morning is a two-part. It's a two-part thing. Imagine what the gospel does for a sinner when he believes in it. How, what if, when he believes it, how much more the saints get it? The power of conversion from sinner to saint. Sometimes we just read these things and just, okay, you know, Christianity is not a modification of behavior. It is a change of life. I didn't say lifestyle. Life. Your human life has been supplanted with divine life. You now carry eternal life. That will not start when you walk on the streets of gold. You have it now. Let's read up. Alright, what verse are we at? Verse 40. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. Verse 41, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, denari rather, and the other 50. And when they had nothing which, uh, with which to pay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him more. Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave more. Will he forgive more? Who got that story? One, one owed more than the other. <laughs> And then Jesus asked, who will forgive? Who, who will love him more? He says, the one who he forgave more. Very correct. Jesus says, yes. He says, you have judged rightly. Then he turned to the woman and said, Simon, do you see this woman? I entered. Simon, that was the Pharisee who invited him. I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the air of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman had not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. Now, let me explain this before I, I, I conclude it. Jesus was sitting to meet, to eat in his house. And then the woman came in, snuck in, and then began to worship him. The Bible says from behind, she wiped his feet with her, with her hair and, and washed his feet with her tears and wiped the feet with her. And the Bible tells us she was a sinner. Praise God. Praise God. Then the, the Pharisee says, what's this? What's going on? If this man were truly a prophet, he would have known that this woman is a sinner. But this is the difference between, between grace and the law. Grace touches what the law forbids. She had access. 
she had acceptance. But Jesus teaches us, uh, gives us a very vital revelation here, and you must not miss it. He says, the reason why she's giving me her all is because she has a revelation of mercy. So here's the point. You see somebody who is intensely worshipping is because he must have had a revelation that he's forgiven. The more you dwell on the gospel, the more revelation you have of your righteousness. The more you will worship. Worship is a product of the revelation of his mercy. So you see when you say, hey, lift your hands. Now, shout, shout. You don't understand. They don't really understand. A worshiper does not need to be cajoled. Revelation stirs up worship. I was a prostitute when I was a female. I was a prostitute. I was disdained. I was rejected. You understand where I'm coming from? People didn't like me. Men slapped me on the right, left, and center just to show. They they, they gave me the wrong image of myself. And here's a man. A man, the holiest of all in Galilee, tells me, come, but not to sleep with you. Come, that I may change you. I'm going to pour my alabaster box on that man. You can't stop anyone who's got a revelation of his love from pouring his own love. Yeah. The more you have a revelation of that, your acceptance in him, the more you give freely to him. There will be nothing you would withhold from him. <clears throat> think of it. Think of it. And the Bible tells us something interesting. Okay? The Bible tells us something interesting. I want to wrap it up. I know my time is fast. Spent. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, church. Praise God. You are accepted in the beloved. Listen, Woo! listen, listen, listen. You know, let me move from acceptance. The second problem Jesus came to solve was the problem of ability to please God. Now, there are two different things. One is acceptance. Feel rejected, feel blue, feel like you're worthless. But Jesus solved that. May give your life a meaning. Now you know who you are. The more you meditate on the gospel, it shapes your thinking. Now you see yourself as the righteousness of God. But that's not all. We have come to a face in the body of Christ where we don't just confess righteousness, we walk in righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yes. Did you hear me? Yes. Yeah. yes. God told me one great move that is going on in the body of Christ now is the building of character. Yes. Yes, the one of righteousness. Because many people freaked about, listen to me, God will do, we have come to that time when one usher in church just comes to church and tells you about the miracles that happens or happens in his life daily. So he'll tell you about how he healed the sick, raised the dead, and it will be normal. Yeah. Yes. It will not be something that happens here. It will be something that happens everywhere. <laughs> Spiritual gifts are not a sign of spiritual maturity. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts of the Apostles that that the church 
at the babyhood stage began to perform miracles. Do you know the church is older today than it was in Acts 2? We see you there. We're not at the see, see, see. We are not going back to Acts 2. Mm-hmm. I know the outpouring is something that will constantly happen and continually happen. Just like, let me let me just drop this before I go. Church, we're not even going back to Eden. What yeah. Jesus did is greater than what Adam had. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Hey, do you know that? Yeah. Hey, Adam was not a new creation. Adam did not carry the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited. You know the last time God visited man? Should I told, tell you? The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3 that God will visit man. The Bible comes, tells, goes on to tell us that God visited Abraham. The Bible goes on to tell us that God visited Moses. I'm going to wrap it up now. I know I'm, I'm ending somewhere, but get this. The Bible tells us that God visits, 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 visits. The longest visit he had was when Jesus came. Because the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Then he said in his experience that I go back. To the Father, because if I don't go, I won't be able to send. I won't. I won't. I will not be able to send the Comforter, who will live and abide in you forever. God does not visit the Christian. God is a permanent resident in the Christian. First Peter two. That when you go visit the unbeliever, God visits the unbeliever. So it's when you show kindness and show love that God visits your neighbor. So the next time somebody rejects you, no, you are not rejected. You carry God. He said, I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Let me wrap it up. Then, so God deals with acceptance. How many of you know you're accepted in the beloved? Yeah. Slap your knee, boy. I like to slap you. Yeah. Slap your knee, boy. High five. High five. High five. Slap. Hey! Pastor Freddy, I like to jump. Praise God. You, 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 know, you, know, you know what's going on here? You know what's going on here? There's an injection of grace. Because grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of him. So you know what? The way you came to church today is not the way you are living church today. Come with grace. Hey! And you know the amazing thing about grace? Grace metamorphoses. You don't know what you are capable of doing until grace is at work. The Bible tells us Jesus was the man, but he had grace. He is grace, but the Bible tells us grace was with him too. And the Lord ministered to me to share with somebody, your big, and I see this is not just prosperity declaration. Your business is about to blossom. Your ministry is about to grow. Something is about to get bigger. Your family is about to expand. Something is about to change because of the injection of grace. 
about the ability. Uh, I'm leaving a few seconds. The Bible tells us, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, so that pastor can invite me again. I, <laughs> I love this church so much, I want to come back. Uh, the Bible, but you know the good news. We have a place where we're going to that is not called the Transcendent Light Church. It's not called the Trine. Yeah. It is Zion. We are there. But see your sister in the next 100,000 million years. Because the Bible says you have believed in you will not perish. You have been born of the word. Born of the incorruptible seed. The reason why I will not hate you is because I will see your face forever. Why hate what will be forever? I'm going to love you from the depth of my heart. Because you're my eternal brother. You're my eternal sister. We are going to do big stuff. Listen, God told me to tell this church. Do big things in the gospel. Yeah. Grace has enabled you. There's something called saving grace, but it's something called enabling grace. So God has accepted you through saving grace, but it didn't end there. He has now enabled you. So in this age, in this season of the body of Christ, we won't just see people perform miracles and do make a mess of the gospel out there. There will be men of character. <laughs> men who will lay hands on this and will recover, but in the office will not touch any unholy thing. <laughs> men, even we are going through Google and you're checking all those messages on, on Instagram and then you see a shape. If it's not the shape of the gospel, you don't go there. <laughs> Character is not what we show people. Character is not giving an impression. That's hypocrisy. Character is who you are. you really are. When nobody's watching. And grace at work in you makes you, build you. Listen to me, no matter where you are, what about no matter how you how bad you are character-wise, you're better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because grace is not working you. Yeah. Grace believes in you. And listen to me, do you know my my brother? Do you know what God has destined you to be? Do you know how many offices you might open? Do you even know how many churches it might plant through you? Do you know what you are capable of doing? Grace is able to make you do exceeding abundantly beyond what you can ever ask or imagine because it's the power to walk in you and listen to me don't despise anyone she might not look like it or he might not look like it but as far as he's listening to the gospel of grace he's becoming something and listen as I close you don't conclude on something that is becoming you watch because the Lord who has started a good work so we sing grace oh grace and nothing without come and sing it just oh grace you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at Hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.